I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JD. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm okay. Refreshed and recharged. Yes, there you are with your Cheers shirt. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. It's been a whirlwind since uh, we're back from yes. the cruise of bad weather and bad hair. Oh, my God. But good food, right? Good food, good drink. Some good food. Gemma did not have the same experience, but I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've had some uh some time off. Um yes. and we are ready to hit it with Lauren Hughes. Yes, we is are a uh, female brewmaster. Um before we bring Lauren in, do you see that this is some of the background of the new and improved studio for our podcast? Yes. So this is chalkboard paint. So this is a whole wall of chalkboard. And um, Lauren's name is the first one to go up. So okay. <laughs> well, let's bring Lauren on. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hi. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> How's it going? It's great. Welcome, Lauren Hughes. Thank you so much. Now, did I get this right? You are you a are you a, a brewmaster yourself? I am. That's incredible. It's, it's such fun. a new new field, you know, for <laughs> to be jumping into. It's great. I'm so happy. Yeah, oh, it's, it's pretty wow. cool. Oh, wow. I enjoy it. Nice. Let's see yeah. the beer. Let's see that. Oh, I don't have any beer on me. I'm drinking seltzer water. <laughs> I had a I had a meeting. I actually had a meeting with my boss earlier and we were drinking whiskey so i was like all right for this i'm going to i'm going <laughs> to chill it out a little bit with some seltzer to to tame things um great yeah. okay. have, i can go i can run downstairs and get beer for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay we won't make you do that <laughs> so where but, yeah. are you uh where are you where are you doing this call from what where are you at i am i'm actually at my house right now and this is, is my that? where is that I live, in, I live in pittsburgh so i live in greenfield <gasps> pennsylvania Pittsburgh right. Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a huge I'm not a huge football fan, but yes, go Steelers. I heard yeah. they won this weekend, so that's great. <laughs> they did. I actually stayed up and watched. Yeah, that was nice. Good. I know. Nice. I'm in London, so the games start at 1 a.m. You know. Holy cow! That's yeah. dedication. All right. Yeah. The eight, the eight o'clock games start at one. It's brutal. Oh, it's terrible. But Ooh. you know, <laughs> I got to do it. I got to do it for my my late ex husband was a huge. Pittsburgh fan, so I, I do it for him. Yeah, I do it for Chuck. Nice, <laughs> Chuck. So, so nice. Tell, are you tell us uh, your story, uh, Lauren, uh, about the brewery? I, I heard some of some of your story, but share with us how this came to be. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I actually got a, a text from a friend of mine who's an owner of another brewery in town, and he was like, "Hey, I have this friend. He wants to open a brewery." He needs a head brewer. Would you be interested? And I was like, sure. Yeah. Um, and I had a call with this guy. His name was Ben. Uh, and we hit it off immediately. He had this concept for this brewery called Necromancer Brewing. Um, 
and the reason he called it necromancer is that it would resurrect old beer styles um and kind of bring them back and try and bring them to life and to me that was very interesting i was working a brewery job where i was just kind of brewing the same thing every day um and to kind of have some creativity it sounded awesome um so yeah we hit it off and he was like cool uh let's do this and so little did i know that included like building a whole brewery <laughs> and getting everything off the ground so we it took a it took about gosh it took about it almost a year for us to get everything going um and yeah it, it worked out really well we opened in uh what was it may of 2020 now and it's been kind of a, a run ever since we've we've expanded since then we have a second location in the works things nice. have been really well um ben's a great owner he's a great boss you know one of the things he he that attracted me to the job was one yeah i get to kind of play around with these uh these resurrected beer styles but also like he was like i'm tired of going into breweries and just seeing a bunch of white dudes i want to see more diversity you know and i hope that you would help me figure this out and i was like yeah that sounds awesome like that's something yeah. i'm totally interested in because you know up to that point there weren't there there just wasn't a much, a much diversity in in the brewing scene and it's something that i'm super passionate about and it's something that kind of went from that initial conversation to what we do now which is kind of like just the company ethos is you know it it every facet of our everything we do is is kind of centered around that which is awesome so it was like yeah let's make this awesome beer and kind of do this resurrection thing but also let's be the brewery that you know makes it a safe space for everybody including employees and whoever and see what we can do with that and it's it's been a wild ride. Um, I love it. I'm having a great time. Uh, it's a lot of work, but it's it's been super awesome. And uh, we've done a lot of cool things. Uh, if you would have asked me uh, three and a half years ago if this would be my life right now, I would have been like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just, you know, it just worked out. And I'm super thankful. And it's super awesome. We just, one of the, you know, I just had a meeting with him. That's what we were doing, hanging out. And just kind of seeing what the future holds and what we can do with the the new concept and the new place opening and what we can do with the the current brewery to, to keep moving and yeah it's been awesome it's been Tell us a, a little bit about this uh the resurrection of of the old yeah. uh, beers is that like I, ales or uh you know lot i mean what, what... everything yeah <laughs> yeah so we just i say we it's mostly me but like i'll look at you know, kind of what was made and do research of like, all right, what are some historical styles that no one makes anymore because of whatever? Uh, a lot of it has to do with prohibition. And then I kind of see, all right, well, what makes this tick and why do people like it? And how can we brew it in a modern way that people will like with current palettes and with like modern techniques, obviously, because a lot of stuff they didn't have back then. Right. Uh, yeah. As far as like pasteurization and cleaning and just technology uh and just make it into something new and i think gosh I, I i've honestly forgotten the number of how many resurrections we've done we've done 20 something i know wow and with more on the horizon um and it's a super fun thing to do because you know you're you're kind of taking the knowledge the base 
balance that you know is like a brewer and like, okay, these ingredients work together well. And then you're looking at like what historically folks use and they're like, okay, how do I recreate this in a way that people will enjoy it, but still get the sense of that, like what it used to be. Um, really and it's kind of fun experiment. It's been really fun. That's um, neat. Yeah. I yeah. worked at a pub for a couple of years here and I was a, exposed to so much stuff that I never knew. Like I didn't, I didn't know that you had to pump ales, you mm -hmm. know, like I, I honestly, I didn't know anything about porters or stouts, you know, like in my mind, the only dark beer was Guinness. You know what I mean? Like I just, it was such a learning experience. It was, it was crazy. And, and ciders are like, I'm in London and, mm -hmm. you know, they don't, um, they don't upgrade their pubs, you know, they don't, you know, there's a really fine line to where they stop it at modernization, you know, um, to be, to be honest, the, the first time I went to Dublin, we went into a pub thinking it was going to be like an old, tiny, dark, yeah. you know, <laughs> in a serving, you know, pub. With the, somewhere. With yeah, yeah, dark wood and brass and, you know, velvet and, and it was one of the more modern pubs. Like you sat at a table and you swiped your credit card down the side of the pub oh. and just <laughs> poured your own beer. What? Like, the, the way That's to awesome. glasses, you know, like it was just, it was so weird. And then I come back here and nope, they're like, <laughs> they're all old timey, you know. <laughs> you were the old time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, Wow. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, really a cool experience, you know, like I, now it's like when I, when I go into a, a pub now, I can look and see, you know, what the local, like, they're very big on local breweries, you know, like mm -hmm. everybody has their favorites. So we would get like different batches in and you know, you'd put up those signs and people would be like, oh my God, you've got, you know, you got the Tim Taylor brew or whatever it is. And oh, Siren, you know, they'd be like, you know, and it was just like crazy to me that they knew these little local, you know, the, there were fans of it, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's also a little bit weird, not weird, but I guess safe um, that they, they put the actual ABV right on the signs. So everybody knows, oh, nice. you know, like if it's, if it's three to four, you know, ABV or maybe creeping up to five, they can have three or four and they'd be okay, you know, but the five and ups, they're like, oh, I'm just going to have one, you know, like they're so versed on it. So it was just an incredible experience. Like I never, ever walked into a bar and, and wondered what the ABV was in my drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like really, really weird. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it really gave me a whole new appreciation for for brewing and and uh, the way people have a you know they have a favorite they have a thing you know that they like and they you know they they're down in it man when it's one of their favorite. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite um, that you've created? Like you know I, I you know when you said like I get tired of walking into breweries and it's full of a bunch of white guys and you're like yeah they're white guys and they're sitting there drinking blueberry beer. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's so hipster weird, you know, but is there a favorite that, that you, you know, that you created that, uh, that people seem to really like? Yeah. I mean, as far as re resurrections go, 
Uh, I would say the favorite among people, there's a couple. There's Farmer's Tan, which is a, a Shopes. It's a dark Shopes, so it's a dark wheat beer that's, most of the time when you have wheat beers, they're fermented with kind of yeast that produces a lot of esters, like that German wheat beer yeast. And this is fermented with clean yeast. Uh, and that one was a hit. And then the most recent one uh, that was honestly a, a hit that I didn't know was going to be a hit, I actually made a smaller batch uh, for the beer because I was like, oh, I don't know if people are going to get into this. It's a little bit weird, but people loved it. It was one of our fastest selling beers. Was It was a princess beer, which is a Dutch beer uh, that they used to make. And it was kind of the, the base beer is kind of like a lager, but it's fermented um, with English yeast. And it has um, like orange peel and coriander and licorice in it. Um, oh, those would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, super interesting beer. And people loved it. Like it flew off the shelves. That's crazy. We actually did it for uh, for Barrel and Flow, which is a beer fest here. Um, and like people loved it. And I was like, well, lesson learned. I should have, should have made more of it because it was one of our fastest selling beers. I was really proud of it. Like even when I tasted it, after I brewed it, as it was fermenting, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know? And you're like, all right, well, maybe that one won't be, you know, because I was, I was too, you know, you just, sometimes you just don't know how the stuff is going to turn out yeah. um, when it's finished and you just kind of got to trust your gut and go with it. And, and yeah, it turned out, it turned out really well. I was really stoked about it and everybody loved it. So that's one we're going to have to make again, for sure. <laughs> Did you do um, a lot of experimenting before? you got the job before you actually got a job being a brew. Like, did you do it in your home? And before you, your friend invited you to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, so I was brewing at another brewery when I, when I met Ben before Necromancer, but, and I brewed at another brewery before that, but before that, and honestly, while I was brewing at those breweries, I was home brewing a lot. Uh, I home brewed for about like 15 years. Oh. Um, Oh wow! Doing stuff. Um, yeah, I got the I got bit by the bug pretty early. <laughs> <laughs> I was in college and I was finishing my coursework, and I was like, "Yeah, I like beer." And my my best friend at the time, uh, he was like, "You know, you could, we would drink beers and talk about them." He's the one that got me into craft beer. He's like, "You know, you can make this." And I was like, "How do you make beer? Like, how is that? I don't even know. Like, don't they inject it with alcohol or something?" I had no idea. No idea how beer was made and he was like no man you just like make sugar water and put yeast in it you can buy a little kit for like 100 bucks so immediately we went and bought this kit and I started home brewing and it I I couldn't get enough of it I just kept doing it um it was really interesting yeah yeah it's super fun like you're just like wait what and then also <laughs> the cost to home brew versus like buying craft beer yeah. <laughs> to make a batch yeah. home brew you're like wait Big I get time. 40 beers for this much money yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> Very cost-effective, um, very cost-effective. Yeah, <laughs> and then I had a another roommate who he became my best friend. He was a he was a brewing at a place called Bell's out of Michigan. They're a pretty big brewery, and he was a super big home brewer. And he was super influential on my home brewing at the time, and like getting even more into it. And then I moved to Indianapolis um, to just because I was done with my coursework, and I actually got a job at at Sun King Brewery. Uh, in Indianapolis and did some work for them for a couple of years. And I honestly, I didn't want to leave that job. The only reason I left that job is because I got a job in the field that I went to school with for, which was music. I was super bummed out to to 
quit that job uh, and then eventually went back to brewing after so many years. Um, yeah, long story short. <laughs> uh, it's, it's totally cool because uh, I actually am going to do a collab with Sun King, who, which was the first brewery I worked at in a couple of weeks. I'm super stoked. I'm going to travel to ND and I'm going to get to see all the old people I, I used to work with. And we're going to brew a beer together and it's going to be super fun. So I'm I'm stoked. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Are you are you a musician, Lauren? That that you said you studied music? Is that Yeah, I was. Well, I kinda I play in a band. I play bass in a band. I didn't I didn't learn bass. I was a French horn player for a long, long time. Uh oh, and I, I have three <laughs> I have uh essentially three degrees in music. So I have a, a doctorate that's all but dissertation. I figured finished everything but the dissertation before I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> and I would I taught college for a little bit and uh, you know, I played gigs or here and there and I did orchestra management. That's actually what moved me from Indianapolis to Pittsburgh was uh, I got a job at the Pittsburgh Symphony to manage their pops and classical programs, um, which I did that for about three years. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to make beer. It was actually my it was actually my wife that was like, you're unhappy. You were so happy when you worked at Sun King. Why don't you try and do beer for a living again? And I was like, all right, I'm going to quit my job now. It was a very I tough decision. That. This is like, oh, but yeah, this is a, yeah, it, was a <laughs> it was a very tough decision. I make it seem like it was like, okay, I'm just going to quit my job. And like, uh, but it was a tough decision. I, I was really thankful for my wife that she was like, yeah, quit your job. We can make it work. Go try and do this thing that you really love. And, and then it turned out to that I'm doing this thing and we have Necromancer now and it's totally awesome. So it worked out. But yes, I home again. I'm really good at just talking. Uh, I homebrewed for a long time. <laughs> it's a cool, scary though. thing to make that decision, right? To follow your yeah. Uh, totally. It was it was it was very hard. Yes, yeah. away from what you set your life up to do. But what a reward because to do to work doing your passion is not really working. Like that's yeah. that's just totally the way to go. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I have no regrets. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't change anything uh, about it. I have absolutely no regrets. There's a lot of people that I used to with and they're like, you don't you don't miss it at all. And I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do anything else. Um oh. even on the days that I'm like, oh my god, and everything's breaking and you're like, oh even yeah. those days, I'm like, no, we'll keep doing I this. Really, for a while. I really I am always, you know so inspired like it's as if it's fascinating to me like I had when I had um uh Kathy on from Brighton Gin you know another one experimented in the kitchen making gin you know and now owns a full-blown gin distillery down in Brighton and it's just like you can see her on her like I knew her when she was like a radio broadcaster you know like I went in and did an interview with her um and met her on that front and then like 11 years later um here she is with this fantastic distillery and she just said i the same exact thing like i just decided to make the leap and give it a shot yeah. and you can just see the difference mm -hmm. you know, on face, like how happy she is to be doing what she loves and it's small and you know her mom's involved she does the dipping and the wax and the seal and all oh, that. that's cool you know, it's like, it's adorable. And we went to gin school there and learned like all about it. And um, it is really, you know, I can't, I've been to so many distilleries now. Uh, when, you know, the Guinness one, 
the Jameson one, Brighton Gin, you know, been to a bunch of them and still cannot tell you anything about the science behind <laughs> any kind of, you know, it's like you're so into it and you're watching and it's, it's making sense as it's happening. And then if you try and explain it to somebody, blank, I just blank, <laughs> I can't tell you anything. It's crazy. And my, and my, my wife was like really into it. Like they let you at the, at the gin school, they let you, you know, pick your notes. So you had a big table and it had juniper berries and lavender and, you know, all kinds of things. And, and my wife just put together and you make, you make your own brew and then you, oh that's cool you know, write your, your ingredients down. And then if you want it, they'll bottle you another one and send it to you. Like oh, that's sick. it was on file there. It's like, what? So That's yeah, awesome. it's, it's just, it's, it's such an interesting process and for you to be allowed to be creative, you mm -hmm. know, and kind of just have at it. It's just, um, you know, like what more could you ask for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. Do you have a favorite of your own, like that you lean towards, like certain things that you like to put in that, that give you like a signature kind of uh, for some reason or not, I guess we are really good at, I'm I'm really good at making British beers, which if you would have, I'd like, <laughs> it's crazy. We won a bunch of awards for British beers and like <laughs> British beers are, are not something that I was like super passionate about. Um, it just so happens that I was like, yeah, let's, let's make these British beers. Like the, our, our most awarded beer, I think at this point is tall, dark and mild. It's a dark mild. And literally <laughs> We had made a dark mild a couple of times, but in more of a resurrection form, because that seems to be kind of the base that a lot of these resurrections would do. And I was like, well, let's just make a dark mild. Fine. You know, and I kind of just was like, yeah, I'll make a dark mild. Okay. And I remember trying it and being like, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, and it just so happened that uh, I had a, a friend who's a very established beer judge in town uh, for the American Homebrewers Conference was in Pittsburgh, and she came by because I had she I I knew her from when I lived in Indy, and she came by and she was like, "Oh my God, this is like really good. You need to enter this in competition." And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> I was just like, "Whatever." Uh, and that thing, it's it's that won a silver and a gold at the Indiana Brewers Cup, and wow. it's done really well. And we had a, a, a an ESB that won a World Beer Cup last year or this year, I guess. Um, and yeah, for some reason, we're just, we're knocking the British ales out of the park. I, I have grown to love them from brewing them and, and drinking them. Um, for me, it was a little bit of a challenge because I hadn't done a lot of British beer. Like I've done some porters and some brown ales and stuff like that, but not a ton of British beers. But I think a lot of it has to do with like our water chemistry. Our water chemistry is super hard and it's just, it gives, I think, the British ales a little bit extra oomph because it oh, makes them more like it is out in Britain and uh, which I'm not mad about it. I mean, it's, we've done so well with the British beers that the, the second location is a British pub that we're going to open. So cool. yeah, it's going to be super cool. And I'm excited about it because we, now that we have kind of leaned into that British brewing um, and we know we can make really great British styles, we we've kind of leaned into it and it's nice to have another outlet to have those and, yeah. do all the fun stuff that we can do with the the beer engines and stuff um so the british ales are, are something that we do really well and i'm i've started to really just enjoy drinking them like i will drink our esb all day long every day 
I love ESB. I, I do. It has everything you want in a beer. It's not going to like throw you over the edge. It has just enough alcohol that you're like, all right, this is solid. Just enough malt and caramel backbone, but with enough hoppiness that you're not feeling like you're just drinking dessert all day long. Like right. I'm, yeah. I lean more towards the drier beers. I'm more of a lager person. Um, and like the ESB just, it just nails it. it has it like kind of a, an IPA, kind of not an IPA, but you know, malty. Um, yeah. And then I worked at a lager brewery for almost two or two years. So like I, I love lagers. Yeah. I can't. I, I do. I love lagers. We made a Keller beer that we released, I think, two weeks ago, and I can't get enough of it. That's I'm an old school beer drinker. I'm not like your. I, I like the hazies. I won't lie. Like I like hazies. The hazy IPAs oh, yeah. are great. Yeah. Uh, but if you give me something that's like crushable and clean, I will drink. I will drink it all day long. I love them. I love the old, the West Coast IPAs. I love British beers. I love lagers. And that's kind of most of what we do. We always have a hazy or two on tap just because one, we're pretty good at making those. We we figured them out. And two, it's what the customers here really want. And then the rest of it's lagers and British beers because I enjoy making them and drinking them. And I think most of our customers do. So that's great. I have um, two, um, like, I want to say local, but not really. One of one craft brew uh brewery is up in scotland it's called williams brothers and every year around this time when it's it starts getting colder and we're moving into winter um they come out with this one that has this like scotch pine in it oh and wow it's it you you know like when i first kind of read the description i'm like oh that's gonna taste like a car air freshener you know like <laughs> that's gonna be bad but it's not, it's really, really good. And then they make another one with um, Scottish sea kelp, which huh. is you know, like a, a, a seaweed and it's called Kelpie. And hands down, I, I'm not a huge fan of like a bitter beer. So I always steer clear like of anything that I think is going to be bitter. Um, but William's brother makes this, this Kelpie beer and it was a customer that actually came into the pub <clears throat> and asked if we ever carried it. And I was like, no, I mean, I'm really not familiar with it. She said, I'm just going to run home and get you a bottle. And I'm like, okay. And she went around the corner to where she lived, came back, brought me a bottle. After shift, me and my, uh, my coworker split it. And we were both like so amazed at how clean and crisp this beer was it was so smooth that now every year I get the scotch like three scotch pines and three kelpies and they delivered right to my house like nice. they ship it right to you um and so they're one of my favorites and the other one is vocation brewery which is really big here and I like them but they're kind of hit or miss because they do make those ones that are sickening sweet like they'll make one mm -hmm. that's supposed to taste like a sticky toffee pudding yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you know, like woof. But then they make like one that it's like a s'mores, and it's it's really good, you know, like little marshmallow background to it, you know, um, and it's not sickening sweet. So that's a little hit or miss. And they always come out with like some outrageous ones around the holidays. So, yeah, those are the only two that I've ever like joined the mailing list and get the newsletter and actually read it. <laughs> but yeah, nice. and I, the thing I love about here is that, um, you know, just they just 
right to your doorstep, you know, like bing, 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 Apple pay, boom, on your doorstep in four days. It's like, come on. What's that's better? awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, I have to say like, that's, you know, one of the things I, I was, I don't know when I lived in Florida, Jay, like, I don't know about you, but like, I was just never a beer drinker when I was in Florida, I would, you know, cocktails and. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. I would drink beer when I, when I was playing in the bars, I'm a musician. Um, and I played in some CD bars in the beginning of my career. <laughs> I saw you <laughs> in CD bars. <laughs> I've upped the game since then, but in the beginning, like you play anywhere, right? And I played in some places where I did not want to drink out of the glasses. And that's what got me drinking. <laughs> that is so you. That's so our friend. So yeah, yeah. So I was never a beer drinker, right? I was more of a of a Jack Daniels or whatever, so whiskey on the rocks or whatever. But I didn't like that three dunk method of the way they would clean the glasses, you know, with the the <laughs> and then the last one that's supposed to have the disinfectant in it. So I um I would drink beer, and that's what started me drinking beer. But now, because I was used to drinking whiskeys. I wanted the beers with the higher alcohol content. So for me, that was my criteria in beer drinking. And that was, of course, before the crafty beers were a thing. Like that was before yeah. all the new stuff came out. So the IPAs and stuff. So I just would get like, what is the most, what's the highest alcohol content? What Canadian <laughs> beer do you have? <laughs> a bottle, right? Because they ruin the whole thing if they pour it in a glass. That would totally yeah. ruin my reason for having the beer. But, um, <laughs> It was ne never anything on tap, but I was going to ask you, like when you set out to make a beer, do you um, think about, well, obviously you probably do, right? Like this is going to be a higher alcohol content. Do people want that? Is that a thing that's more desirable for certain people? And when you do that, are you trying to, um, like when you, you said that you try to bring back the old, the older uh, retro style beers like do you target some of those like the one I remember was I think Bud Budweiser had one I don't remember the name of it but it was Bud Dark or something that was a higher a higher alcohol content we definitely have customers that want those high octane beers for sure yeah. honestly like if you look at untapped which is like a beer phone app it's like you can rate beers like all of our highest rated are it's like how high is the alcohol <laughs> yeah, it so it's always the double ipas or the imperial stouts um and we i mean we target those folks sometimes uh i don't know that it's necessarily that we're like all right people are going to want something that's higher octane we need to make a high gravity beer uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times it's like seasonal, I think. So like in the winter time, definitely we're going to bring out some more boozy, some darker beers yeah. that are going to have Porters a little bit more. Stouts. Yeah. 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 A little more juice to them. Notice that a lot, like around the holidays and, mm -hmm. you know, people being off work and a couple of half days and you know what I mean? Like they're, they're looking to get tanked with their buddies, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's and it's hard to do that on beer sometimes if you're, you, not, you know. Not some of the higher, uh, the higher ABVs. The higher ones, yeah. 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 yeah, we've had some that have been 10% that'll, a couple of them will knock you down. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah, of but it's never the intention to be like, well, we're just going to make, so we have like a, 
we're going to release an old ale next week. And that's going to be like 8%. Um, Those are, but yeah. the intention was more like, for me, was more, it's getting to be fall. Things are getting colder. People, at least myself, I, for me, it's the time to enjoy a beer like that. Cause I'm not going to yeah. just gun it and be like, all right, my way. It's like, I want to sit with friends or sit by a fire and sip yeah. on something. Yeah. Um, kind of beer um not to say that we don't make high gravity beers in the summer we have those are usually not the darker beers but i think i think for us it's mostly a seasonal decision and the the holidays i mean the the time to be drinking the boozy booze is usually the holidays when you can get with friends and you actually have time off (laughs) to enjoy those beers um you lean towards like the um like the holiday spices in like those darker beers sometimes yep in the summer, more citrusy, refreshing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, like, I... Very seasonal, yeah. Yeah. And all day in the summer, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, and I think that's... With most people's palates, they're going to want to have something a little lighter in the summer because it's going to be hot. Yeah. There's something about drinking something heavy. Brutal. Uh, and the, unless it's unless it's whiskey uh, right. in the summertime. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whis- oh, so true. Whiskey. whiskey is a year-round drink. It really um, is. It really is. <laughs> uh, is there a meter or something like when you're making a beer? Like, to, like, is there a certain level where you know, okay, it's at this content mm-hmm. of alcohol? Like, I guess that's part of the process. So, do you yeah. make like the same flavor? I don't know if you use that word, but like the same flavor, like, is always going to be that content of of alcohol. Um. um yeah, kind of. So it depends. So a lot of times it depends on how much grain you're using in the mash and then how your yeast does, honestly. Um, and we like for me, when I design recipes, it's mostly based upon like what's kind of the standard for the style. I know there's a lot of brewers that don't follow the, the style guidelines at all. I like the style guidelines. Now, if I go out of them, that's fine. But just to give me kind of like a all right, this is what like a baseline people expect for this style and then we use calculations based on like our yeast and how much sugar we're able to get out of the the grain uh to determine abv Uh, so it's pretty much usually give or take a little bit when i write a recipe i know exactly how how much alcohol will be in there um so yeah we have a bunch of yeah it's a it's it's kind of an easy calculation. You're just taking what, um, how much sugar is in the the liquid when you first have it, like when you're done brewing, and then after the yeast is eaten, you take what it is eaten, and then what's left is it gives you the alcohol content. That's like you can get it tested to make sure that your calculation is right, but most brewers who don't have all that technology, that's kind of how they do it. Um, and different yeast will do science in the different. Math. Yeah, yeah, it's all math. Yeah. For someone that hated math, I do so much math right now. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it is. I was like, I was a musician. I was like, I just need to count to 12. I'll be fine. And now I'm like having to do algebra. And I'm like, I remember I was doing one of my brewing uh, certifications. And I was in this classroom with like 90 other brewers. And they were going over these calculations. And I was like looking at the thing. And I was like, oh, how in the hell did they get that number? And I'm looking at algebraic 
algebraic equation and I actually had to test my wife and be like how do they get this number and so she texted me back and like did like a little flow chart of like how to figure this thing out and the guy next to me who was also pretty looked at me and he goes do you know how to do this <laughs> like, can you tell me what they're doing how they get this number and I was like thank god I'm not the only one <laughs> I, like, I don't know where they got that number right um, it's, it's a, it reminds me of like parents now trying to teach their kids like poor math you know, after we learned yeah. it, like old school, and now they have to, like, they they can't contribute <laughs> anything to homework now, you know? It's like, oh, you're on your own kid. I don't no know. Way. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Wow. It's brutal. But, but yeah, now I do math every day, learning. and I'm like, I think it's right. <laughs> so far, it was, so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's, it's a, again, it's like that pivot and adjust because everything is constantly changing all the time, you know, whether it's modernization or bringing back, you know, old school, there's this, right. you know, this constant learning curve that you have to allow yourself for everything. So, mm -hmm. you know, like it, I, I think it's great that you're, you're bringing back the old ones, like with the with nice little resurgence there and, and putting a little twist on it. It's, it's just, it's fantastic. And the fact that they're British, yay. <laughs> 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 Well done. I love British um, beers. Yeah. That's are, you, are, are you an all queer owned brewery or, or I don't know if I read that. Not about yet. You. Not yet. So I don't, <laughs> I don't own the brewery. Get rid of ben. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get rid of Ben, but I'm trying to, to get Ben to let me have a part of the company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're not cool. queer owned. We're just queer run. So for all intents and purposes, I pretty much run everything. And if you talk to Ben, Ben will be like, I mean, that's kind of mostly accurate. <laughs> um, so, but it's not to say that that won't change. We're, you know, there are, there are talks being had of some stuff. Really? Um, I mean, and I, I would love to have it be queer owned because there's not enough queer owned breweries. There's just not enough. Um, but we are very much queer led. So, you know, Great. I'm queer. Do you have events or anything? Or like Oh, yeah. We have yeah. lots of events. We, we, you know, me and my, my lead brewer, Nina, we're both identify as queer. Uh, we have a ton of events. So we have um, queer beer club every month. So that was a thing that I wanted to have happen. So we had, we had thrown the first big thing we did was the first year we were open. We, we had a big pride fest um, because I wanted to have a pride fest at a brewery. There was never a pride fest at a brewery. And I was like, this Great. is something that I want to do. And Nina and I kind of planned it and it was a hit. It it went really well. It was a three-day festival and we had the one this past year, which was a four-day festival and that's been very successful. And on the success of that, we've had some drag shows and a um, couple other things. And, you know, I went to Ben one day and I was like, you know, when I, when I was young, I didn't have anywhere to go as far as a brewery to like feel like myself or not like worry like oh i'm getting super judged right now yeah um, or just to like feel comfortable ordering a beer that you're not going to get like there's been a plenty of places that i walk into and it's like the record scratches and everybody's like and i'm like hey yeah. <laughs> what's up i just want to have a beer yeah. um you know but like going into a place and and seeing people like you and just feeling that sense of for lack of a better term just being like relaxed you're like okay sweet i can just come in here and like have a beer and chill and be around people like me and maybe even people not like me, but I'm not going to feel weird about it. Like, it's just going to be, oh, I'm not going to be judged. And then it's just going to be chill and maybe meet new people. And I told Ben, I was like, you know, it would be really cool if 
if we could have this thing called a queer beer club where like mm-hmm. once a month we have this club everybody gets to come hang out we can have events we can not have events it could be like a social day whatever but it gives folks a, a chance to come and and hang out and be themselves and have a beer in a place that is welcoming and safe and not like every other brewery you go to where you're like, I can't go to a brewery. Like, that's just weird. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, so we did it and it's, it's been a hit. It's been a great hit. We did the whole thing. I told Ben, cause I'm a little bit older. Uh, I told Ben, you know, when I used to go to gay clubs, you had to have a membership card and it was super, you felt like you were like, I'm a member. Um, so yeah. I was like, we need to have membership cards, Ben, you know? And so you get a membership card and then every time you come for Queer Beer Club, you show your membership card, you get like a percentage off your oh, cab. And, nice. and we have, you know, Queer Beer Club merch that's geared to beer to Queer Beer Club. We did a collab beer with members of the club to do uh, a beer called Unicorps. It was a pale ale, which we did a hop selection, Nina and I led, and they all get to pick the hops that we used for the beer. And it turned out great. Um, and now we have that one and we have um, Tusca the Narwhal, which is like the IPA version. We bumped it up a little bit. Um, and then we do monthly drag brunches and we try to partner with organizations. We're gearing up because uh, October is LGD- LGBTQ plus history month. Yep. So, and it's coming out day. So we're going to do a collab with a couple uh, organizations in town and donate back to them and, and highlight all of our staff that's queer identifying as part of that. So like every week we'll pick two members of our staff and kind of tell their story and kind of just highlight the people that make Necromancer Necromancer um, because it's not just a, it's kind of a team thing and we have a great team and mm-hmm. we do have a lot of queer identifying folks on our team. And it's, I'm, I'm super proud of that. It's not something it's something we aim to do and something we don't aim to do. You know, it's not like you're like, I'm singling out queer people because I want you to work for me, but it's, we want to create this place that, that they feel comfortable working in and can have a sense of community at work. So we do, we do a lot of stuff with the queer community and we're always trying to think of new things to do. And that is something that is super near and dear to me because, you know, as a woman in brewing, you get discriminated against. It's everyone talks about it. As a queer woman yeah. in brewing, it's been even harder. Worse. And <laughs> yeah, it was worse. And I, I don't like talking about that too much because I don't want people to be, you know, I don't want to like make it seem bad or anything, but also I want to create a space that people like me can come and enjoy beer and feel comfortable and have a good time because that's all the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is kind of a selfish thing, but you know, the thing that <laughs> my biggest goal with Necromancer is one, to make really great beer like I'm a brewer that is my number one priority it will always be but really really close to that is is creating a space that's just opened it to everyone unless you're a jerk (laughs) you know what I mean like we just had a we just had a diversity training uh I don't know if you know them they're called their their name's Ren Navarro uh and they run beer.diversity they're out of Canada and we had them out to to do a beer diversity training because we raised a bunch of money to kind of do some trainings with the staff and get everybody on board and just to educate and see how we can be better as an organization. And one of the things that they said is, I'm so tired of seeing all these, we welcome everybody stickers. Yeah. Cause we don't like, right. cause we don't like, we welcome right. the people that aren't jerks. <laughs> like if you're going to come like, in here and discriminate, we don't yeah, welcome like, you, like get out. If this right. is not for you, if you're not cool with seeing people that are different than you, um, then that's not for you. Yeah. But the thing that, 
we want to be as a place for everyone, whether that's queer folks, whether that's, you know, straight white guys, I don't care whether it's people of color. I want everybody to come and have a good time and have that feeling of um, just being relaxed and in your own skin and enjoying yourself and not having to worry. It's just having a great beer. And just have a beer and enjoy your beer and enjoy what everybody else gets to enjoy (laughs) without Mm -hmm. feeling weird or uncomfortable or scared um, or like you don't fit in, you know, because no one wants to have that. Yeah. 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 It must be a great feeling, though, like, because, like you said, when we were younger, there weren't many places where you could do that, you know, let alone where Mm -hmm. you could, you know, (laughs) brew your own beer, you know? So it's like, yeah. It's a, it's a tenfold, you know, it's like everything you could um, have wished for, you know, in, yeah. you know, and that's, it's fantastic that you're, that you're doing that. And it's so inclusive and that, you know, and obviously that, that the, that the owner is, is as like-minded as, as you are, like, that's uh, so rare in the, in this business, like, you know, people are always knocking heads and, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that he kind of, um, you know, lets you fly your, Oh yeah. He, he, he lets us, and he, you know, he's a straight white guy and he has been the biggest supporter uh, we've had. And it's not, it's not for him. It's not about, yeah, it's not a money making thing. Like, to be honest, we don't make a lot of money off of any of our career initiatives. It's mostly just to build that sense of community. And, you know, it's been very eye opening for him, I think, because, you know, he's seen, we, we came out with a beer called even gayer because of the whole Bud Light thing. Yeah, we made a light lager that said even gear and the backlash from that I remember him going to me and he looked at me and he was like I I'm so sorry he was like I I have never I didn't know it was this bad because he he was the one fielding all the comments and everything off the the social and he just looked at he was like I had no idea and I was like oh yeah whatever (laughs) and he's like no it's not whatever and I was like well you know we kind of have to tell ourselves yeah that's just the way it right. is to kind of keep moving. I can't really dwell on it. And he was like, I can't believe it's this bad. Um, and he is, he has been the biggest proponent for it and is, you know, he doesn't always get it right, but he is humble enough to know that, you know, he might not just have the knowledge and he wasn't raised, you know, in these communities, but he is trying so hard and I have to give it to him. Like he is, he is working his ass off as much as we are to get it going and to make it, the right place and it's it's refreshing to see that there are people like that who aren't even part of the community that are just like no we need to do this we need to change like let's let's do this yeah. you know and he has yeah. been 100% behind everything so it's been great awesome. like, like more people will change change their way of thinking you know when when they they see that oh you know they're they're still here nothing bad's happened you know it's one, yeah. of, those, <laughs> one of those things so tell yeah. uh, we'll wrap up here but tell everybody like where you're located where they can find you anything about a website sure. they can check out yeah where yeah can they- so oh so if the the brewery itself the main brewery is on it's 2257 babcock boulevard in pittsburgh pennsylvania it's part of the north hills mm-hmm. uh borough um and that's where the main location is the second location that's hopefully hopefully opening mid-october is uh in greenfield which is east East of that, about 15 minutes east, it's uh, 563 Greenfield Avenue, I think is the, the address. <laughs> I'm really bad with addresses. Um, you can find us online at necromancer.beer. Uh, and then the Instagram's necromancer, I think at necromancer brewing. Um, 
and we have a we have an online store where people can buy most of the merch. Is our our merch, the even gayer merch and the bone you want a bone merch has been very popular. <laughs> so we do have we have an online store set up because it was so popular that we were like, we just have to start fulfilling these at the at the producer because it was so um popular. Um that's great. And yeah. Come hang out. Like we have tons of events. The queer beer clubs every third Tuesday of the month. The drag brunch is every last Saturday of the month. We have skate night. That's every first, sorry, every second Saturday of the month. Um, yeah, we turn the whole warehouse. We have a big warehouse in the back that we just turn into a skating rink. It's super fun. I put on skate, skates for the first time in like 10 years. I fell twice, but as a man, I managed to keep it up. And I was like, I have not used these muscles in a very long time. It was super fun though. It was super fun. I got to say, I love how you took your passion and you are just enjoying life. Um, you know, I don't want to say working at it because it's working, you're working hard, obviously, but, you know, uh, just enjoying it with all of these other things that you're bringing into it, you know, the events for the, the, um, the pride events and the skate night. And that's, that's really great. I really think that's Thank awesome. You. Yeah. We yeah that's what you're doing. I mean, I, I, I'm so thrilled when we get guests like this because uh, Jay, don't we talk about it all the time? Like it's. Like I know that like uh, we do we do news and headlines and stuff like that and uh, and most of it's always shitty, you know with the <laughs> with the current temperature over there in your country. Um, but <laughs> but um, we really do try and spotlight like some uh, the positivity within the community, yeah. and this is a prime example of what we love to hear and share. And get, and get the word out because it's just, I think we just need more of it. We need to focus more on the positives and the people that are doing good things as opposed to, you know, all the bad. Like, I really feel like there's a shift coming and hopefully, you know, we all can feel it. And 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 it's it's directly related to people like you and what you're doing. So we well, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much for um you know sharing part of your evening with us it's it's fantastic of course no right. thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for the kind words it 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 means a lot it's it's great to hear and it gives me more uh motivation <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> um, Good. and it just it's just reassurance that i that you know like all right we're doing it all right let's do it and and yeah it is it is it has been the ride of my life like seriously i'm I would not want to do anything else. And I'm so happy to have the opportunity to like one to brew beer and do all the, the stuff that we're, we're doing on that side and also have a place that, you know, like I have never felt so comfortable at a job before and just mm -hmm. been able to be myself and not have to worry about it. And to be able to, to employ people and host people in the same aspect that, you know, normally, I mean, that's what, that's what makes it great. Like there's, the the thing about it is like people could tell me, wow, your beer is really great. And I'll be like, oh, thanks so much. And that means so much to me. It means so much. But the the people that we've had come up to me in the tap room that are like, thank you so much for for creating this space. And, mm -hmm. you know, we don't ever feel comfortable going anywhere. And, we, you know, this we came here and we feel great. And I, and that to me, it just it's like, OK, yeah. you know, because it's 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 so important, especially these day and age, because beer is a beer. Beer is a beer. The, the, the making the beer that tastes really great and winning awards that's that's all very personal and uh, so is so is the inclusivity part it's very personal but it's also 
community uh, yeah. centric because I want folks to to feel comfortable and it, it means a lot to hear all your kind words and and again it's it's more motivation to keep it up because Definitely. you know it's just it's yeah I agree it's what we need to do and focus on positivity and just keep trying to create spaces that that we feel welcome that everybody feels welcome and you know yeah. You're doing it. You're doing it, Ken. Right. <laughs> have, have, have a great time. Go ahead, Jen. I want oh. to say one thing. I just recently, while we were on our break, I redid my little studio room. Uh, for So the backdrop for the podcast, this whole wall is chalkboard paint. Oh, that's awesome. Our name is the first one to go up here for yeah. unveiling of the wall. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Number one. Way to go. I'll send you a snapshot. <laughs> that would be awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you again so so much for having me. I so, I so appreciate it. It's awesome oh, to great. talk to you all. It's our pleasure. We will send you the links as soon as they're out. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Thank you great. so much. Okay, Lauren, take care. Thank all you. right. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Hey, bye, bye. bye. Why do you Why do always run? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> We drank way too much whiskey. Uh -huh. yeah, see? See?
her touch, that's true, and I 